This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my co-host, Alan from Pixel Partners. How are you, buddy? Mate, I'm good. I'm always good. You know, you are, aren't no you? matter how good or bad things are going on, life's good. No life's good. You know, Excellent, mate. Well, what have you been up to? I'm jeeing uh, myself up for an event that you and I are going to next week. We are. It's going to be good to catch up with you again. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, like we're only an hour and a half flight from each other, but we just never catch up. It's We're both yeah. busy. We're going to Superfast Business Live 2017. And by the time this recording comes out, it's probably already happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, okay, so there is a little bit of a lag, but, you know, have a look at it for 2018. It's an awesome event. Yeah. Lots of really great business people there. You know, it really is, it covers everything from beginners right through to advanced, doesn't it? It does indeed, and it's also really well curated. The content is curated by the the organizer, James Ramco. And, you know, like, because I was a speaker last year and, and he really goes in and checks your slide deck and makes sure every slide has a point and is relevant to his audience. So, yeah, if you do go, it's, it's amazing content because it's completely relevant and helpful. Yeah, yeah. He is very strict, isn't he? You know, he's, you're not allowed yeah. to. Yeah. He just, what does he say? He goes, people don't want to hear about your life story. Just give them yeah, high the value <laughs> content that they can walk out of those two days and take action and get success. Yeah, exactly. And what have you been up to, man? Well, I just uh, I had breakfast with a client. I do this occasionally. Yeah, this client, this guy was in from Utah in Melbourne. He was speaking at an event. And yeah, he's got like 11,000 members in his own community, 11,000 speakers. So yeah, he's in town and we're doing a website design for him at the moment. But yeah, we just dis- we went out for breakfast and just magic things happens when you when you meet face to face like we've discussed before. And so we're now doing a, a JV uh, webinar where we're going to be offering, you know, educating his audience on website design and how to get a high converting site. And then, yeah, the, you know, the, the thing at the end is going to be a website by me. So, yeah, that, that's our offer, which is going to be super exciting. Nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, JV, yeah. for those who are listening and go, what the hell's JV? Joint venture. It's it's about identifying other businesses that have like-minded clients or your clientele, essentially, and then offering something to that business for their clients that would make them look good. Spot on, spot on. Yeah. So, yeah, so excited about that. It's going to happen in, uh, in a few weeks' time. Cool. Now, today's topic is how crappy does your social media look? <laughs> nice topic. Well, actually, to be honest, listener, we uh, we haven't come up with the title for the episode yet, but it is... It's well, around that. Yeah, it's around that. It's, it's about, you know, how do you actually manage the visual aspects of your social media? There's plenty of it out there. It is critical for just about any business today. And, you know, I hear it all the time. People saying, oh, you know, our business really isn't... A social media type business and i'm just like you know what that's a load of rubbish yeah every mm-hmm. business should have some kind of social media presence because 
people want to interact people it is a place where people hang out so in in the old days where you were in retail and you had the option of being on a you know a, a strip shop or an industrial uh, complex or within your local mall or shopping center you you tried to get into the mall or shopping center because that's where people were that's where the buyers were mm-hmm. you know and the same applies with social media today I can agree more. It is definitely a place where your customers are, are hanging out, no matter what industry and no matter if you're in B2B, you know, people are people and, and you're buying from people or, or offering your services to, or products to people. So that's where they are. And it really is a place, the initial place where you will start a conversation with someone or at least engage in their brand or or they engage in your brand. And just there's a little tip, if, if people do engage in your brand and you are a B2B, then engage with their brand as well and share their stuff. You know, if you give a lot, then you get a lot back. Yeah, look, I think that uh, one of the, the mistakes people make when they think about social media is they just think of it as another sales or advertising platform, Ooh, yeah, right? And yeah. you talked about engagement, right? And, and one of the things, Greg, you always bring up when you're talking about high-converting websites and high-converting designs is social proof, right? Yeah. Testimonials videos, success stories, case Mm -hmm. studies, right? Well, the mistake people make is they jump on social media, they do it for a little while, and then they just post specials and our services and all this kind of stuff. And that's not what social media is about. Social media is about engagement and, you know, sharing your information and your knowledge to attract customers to become raving fans you know so it's a place where you can generate social proof absolutely so it doesn't mean people are going to necessarily post testimonials on your facebook but if you're interacting with people on facebook then people are going to look and go oh there's social proof this person is interacting with other previous clients people within their industry they're attending certain events, you know, and, and they can see what's happening in your business. And it's almost like they get a little bit more intimate with you than, you know, it's like you going for breakfast, mm-hmm. right? And picking up the phone or just sending emails, right? Yep. There's an extra level of intimacy in social media that you don't get with a brochure or a newspaper ad or, you know, an email or anything like that. And that's not to say you shouldn't do that other stuff, but people will cross-check. People will go, oh, I wonder what they're up to. And they'll type it into social media and see where you're at. Absolutely. Yeah, you got it. And I mean, you know, we're not social media experts, you and I, and, you know, we've we've had people on our podcast that are, but, you know, we know enough about it to be able to give people actionable advice. And even down to if you've got a business, you should have a business page. And the purpose of this particular episode, we're going to, you know, give you some tips on what type of images to create and, and you know, how does your, your social media look overall. But yeah, I, I would say in general, you should have a, a business page and you should post stuff that's related to business or your industry or anything that's helpful. But try not to put too much um, personal stuff on your business page. Have a little bit to show that you're human, but I would keep your personal you know, page separate to your business page. That's right. But don't forget to inject personality, yeah. if possible, into your business page. So, oh, I couldn't agree more. That's a big yeah, big difference there. Yeah. Well, look, we're going to talk about how, how your social media looks, but unfortunately, it does tie in with what you do on social media. So I think it's going to be a recurring thing. And there's plenty of social media experts out there. I guarantee you that they'll have Facebook groups and, and things like that that you can join and get this information of how to actually deploy it. Let, let's start 
with the overriding look and feel, right? One of the things that social media is great for is it ranks really, really well in the search engines, mm -hmm. right? So for some small businesses, it's very hard to, especially if they're in a competitive industry, it can be hard to get their own page up into the top few spots. But if people are typing in your business name, and they get your website, but they also get all your business profiles, that's really, really good. Now, here's the kicker, right? Most, when they click through to those business profiles, they have a disconnect. They don't look and feel the same as your website yeah. or your branding. So I think the first thing is, you know, I mean, at Pixel Partners, we do a ton of these, which is social media branding packs. You know, we take all the common social media platforms and we take all the brand elements and images that that a business has, and we make a cohesive feel for all of them. And it's not a one design fits all because they have different specifications. The YouTube cover image or header image is different to the Facebook one, which is different to Instagram and Google Plus. So we have yeah. to sort of work those elements in so that they fit the individual platform. Because I see a lot of people do this. They'll take one image, which is maybe their hero image from their website, and they'll just paste it into all the different places and they don't quite fit right. <laughs> yeah, because of the different proportions, yeah. And, you know, each of them have a slightly different purpose as well. So, you know, some of them, you could even have a lead magnet, like on your Facebook banner, you could even have your lead magnet in that banner, you know, because then uh, there's a call to action under that banner and that could be to get that lead magnet. But also if you click on the image, you can put a, a link to the side in the in the text area of the image, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Here's a little tip on the, the cover image for Facebook. When you update your cover, cover image, it notifies everybody. Yeah. Right? So one of the things you can do with your lead magnet is actually don't have it up there permanently. Yeah, absolutely. Keep changing it. Keep swapping it. Go back to your branded image and then change it to the lead magnet maybe once a month, once every two months, have it up for a week, and then change it back. Mm, exactly. And that is one of the most highest reach type of, you know, posts you can do, change in your main banner. It'll reach more people than just a regular post. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've said get some continuity across your social media platforms. You know, make sure that they reflect your brand. And if people look at more than one, that they are getting a cohesive feel for your brand. I would also say have a plan of you know releasing your content don't just post anything randomly like actually have a plan or even employ somebody that that does this i mean this this role is becoming a full-time job these days for even smaller businesses you know if you really want to do it properly and get the maximum reach out of all the platforms you, you potentially should employ somebody to do this role but um yeah have a plan and and you know everything at the end of the day is going to lead towards building trust and getting people to engage with your brand. And it's really not the place for selling. It's really the place for engagement. And just on that engagement piece, if people do leave a negative comment, don't delete it, just reply to it in a positive way and try and resolve it there and then. So other people can see how you handle these type of issues. Mm, definitely. And look, you know what? Don't just reply to it. If possible, post uh, a link that relates to their problem that helps them to fix it. Mm -hmm. Post a photo of the solution, right? So uh, a great one I saw the other day was somebody got onto a, a, a company's Facebook. I'm disgusted with the way this product was shipped. It arrived damaged. You know, I contacted your customer service and all they can say is they're looking into it. And you know what? Like give, give the company a chance, right? Like, yeah. and Honestly, very, very quickly, 
they, they got a reply from the customer service manager, look, we're really sorry about what happened. You know, we can't always control how things are shipped. You have a new package coming out and there was a photo of the package ready to be shipped out. Yeah. You know, and what it does is it just, it changes the way people perceive your response. So this is about how you look. Yeah, exactly. Right? And what, you know, what kind of images you can, you can post. At just a point on the different social media platforms, a lot of people get overwhelmed and they go, oh my God, I can't do four or five social media platforms, right? But you've got to remember different people hang out in different places that's right so people who just do facebook may not be getting the audience that's in instagram and pinterest and google plus mm, absolutely so it is important to have a strategy across all of them and it doesn't mean you have to make four or five different posts what you do is you make whatever your post is you post it today on one and then a couple of days later on the next and then a couple of days later on the next and you have a bit of a rotation that's what you were talking about the plan yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and there are tools out there that will help do that syndicating automatically for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hootsuite and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about look and feel because we keep kind of going off into the strategy, right? <laughs> yes. When posting, here's my, my big tips for when posting visual elements in your feed in any social media, right? Mm -hmm. Pick the right image for the social media. Okay, so when, when I say that, I mean, now, for example, on Instagram and Pinterest, you can post product images as long as you put a positive spin on it. You're not trying to be salesy about it. Yep. Facebook, not so much. You know, when you're, when you're putting a photo up, there's a balance between professional and amateur. And to be honest, my feeling is it needs to be in the middle of that or to the top. So not amateur. But sometimes people try and be too professional. And an example of that is where they use stock images to post on, on social media, right? Yeah. It's pretty obvious when it's a stock image. It is indeed. It just makes me think. We just released a post this week on our T-shirt website. I've just sent you a link, actually. But um, we'll post in the show notes. This is on brand. This is our color palette. And what we've done here is used elements from our T-shirt designs throughout the, the blog post. And the blog post, I mean, it's an infographic, I should say. And it's, uh, it's something that's super relevant to our audience and, you know, it's, it's helpful as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to show you that and we'll post a link in our show. Though. That's the way you should be doing social media posts. So this is an infographic, which is for Pinterest, and then there's a shorter version for uh, Facebook and all the other platforms. Yeah, and you could even break this down into a 12-post yes. series, you know, and announce it. Hey, watch over the next 12 days. We're going to be releasing this. Yeah, true. But the point is it's custom yeah. And it's related to the brand. So I think that if you're posting, firstly, find that balance of the imagery, right? Try not to use stock images. Avoid, especially on Facebook, avoid just posting product photos unless there's some exceptional relevance to a consumer. Balance the posting, balance your posting between professional and personality. Real, yeah. So, you know, if there's a... A genuine, you know, celebration or a milestone in the office, post about it. That injects personality, you know. Yeah. Congratulations to Greg Merrilies, who's been promoted to operations manager after 10 years with our company. You know, thank you for all your hard work. That injects yeah. personality. It's real people you know, in, in your business if, if you can do something like that. Or, you know, thanking people. So say you were a a plumber or a builder and you just renovated a bathroom, take a photo of the bathroom, post it 
so that's a product photo essentially. Yeah. But then put a big thank you to the to the customer. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do your bathroom. It came out great. I love your selection in tiles. Yeah, that stuff is valuable. It creates the engagement that you want. But you're not selling any. You're not saying, hey, I do bathrooms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of things you can do that, that don't sell. I mean, you can you can put social proof as in testimonials or or just a little, you know, quote. It could be designed in a beautiful way that relates to your brand with look and feel and color palette, etc. But it might just simply be a little amazing quote that a client left and you just grab the simple, most punchiest bit and post that on there onto your social media. So that's just given another form of social proof. But there's lots of other things you can do as well that, that could be helpful. You could link to other websites in your industry just to to let people know that you know you're on top of this you know what's going on in your industry and it's also going to help your audience if if they read that post it doesn't have to be your website yeah i mean i uh, i recommended to a customer recently a little while ago i got this beautiful thank you present from a customer because i got them out of a jam mm -hmm. their web company had gone bust their site had been taken down, they had nothing, and their site was their main source of revenue. And I had done the original design and deployment for them, and I still had a backup of it. And, you know, within two hours, I had it live again for them, right? Wow. And I took a photo of the thank you. It was beautiful. It was really a, a, a beautiful gesture that, they, that they'd that made. Now I charged them for the work, but I posted mm -hmm. that photo, you know, and sort of said, oh, really grateful to have wonderful clients like this. It was my pleasure to help you. Yeah, cool. And then I was talking to somebody else and she was struggling with social media stuff. And I said, well, what kind of things happen with your customers afterwards? She goes, oh, I get a lot of thank you cards, you know, handwritten thank you cards. I said, well, take a photo of that and put it up. Yeah, nice, yeah. It's social proof without boasting you know, tag the people who are involved in it. If it's from a business to business, you know, highlight the other business, share a link to their website, whatever it might be, because that will get you more customers. It'll get you a broader reach. You'll get more likes, which means in turn you can share with more people. And it's just, it, it's an exponential equation if you do it right. Yes. Couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. Love it. What do you think about adding a logo or text to an image when you post for social media? Say that again when you add a oh like a watermark yeah or? like a watermark logo or a or text over the top of an image oh absolutely I mean if it's if it's going to help get your brand out in a subtle way then I would absolutely encourage it what are your thoughts look I think if done well it can be exciting if not it's it looks like a uh, a spammy ad even though it might not be. So not the watermark, more so the the text over the top of the image. I mean, this is why one of the reasons why Facebook advertising only allows a maximum of twenty percent, twenty percent, yeah, of the the space to have text. And the problem is people overuse that. I mean, I see it in my Facebook feed. People have found ways around it by putting text in videos now rather than yeah. over images, and it makes me skim past it. What I'm looking for is an image that's that connects me with that brand and excites me. And I go, oh, I want to find out more about that. Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair point. And there is a fine line of, you know, putting your branding out there without being too in your face. Absolutely. But what about um, GIFs, like animated GIFs? Have you seen much of that round? It seems to be a bit of a trend at the moment. In, Look, if it's fun and it gets people to click through and it's engaging, then absolutely, you know. Yeah. You, you know, if you're a company that, 
sold something that needed assembly. You know, an animated GIF of your product being assembled, you know, could get people's attention. You know, it's, with just the title, it's so easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, keep keep them simple and, and to the point. But yeah, that that's cool. And video as well. Like um, like you said, if you do have a video in there, there's a lot of captions in the in there as well, and that could be designed in a way that's visually appealing. You know, and people do captions in videos these days because of the fact that when you're scrolling in your feed, there's no sound unless you click on that video. So to capture their attention. You know, you have the caption so people can understand what it's about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so we've talked about getting all your platforms looking cohesive. Mm -hmm. We've talked about images that, you know, balance between, that are not amateur, but fit somewhere in the top range, but you're not using stock images which look, you know, fake. Um, We've talked about posting things that have personality we've talked about text over images what are your other tips when it comes to how your social media looks and feels well i was going to do a strategy thing again if that's okay just if you've got a post that's been shared and liked a lot then i would even pay to have that post boosted because if it's already popular then when you boost it it's going to be 10 times more popular yeah and, and this is where that thought process of putting text on your images is super important right because mm. i i had a client do this not that long ago they did this series of posts and it went nuts yeah right it got so much social traction he went oh i want to boost it and the the boost got rejected because there was too much text uh-huh. on the image right and without the text the post didn't have the same impact. So we had to really rethink how we could we could get that engagement and use it as paid advertising. And, and I think this is important, right? Like we're now more we're now talking about paying to get more reach, which you can do on most yeah. social media platforms. Mm-hmm. You have to think about does my ad look like an ad? Yeah. Right. So you talked about lead magnets before. Instead of having an ad saying, oh, on special was, you know, $199, now half price 99 maybe you can have something along the lines of awesome March coupon code, half price off selected items. Yeah. And yeah, you, you could do that. I don't know. Like, I'm in two minds about that. Like, have you listened to Dean Jackson's podcast called... Uh, more cheese, less whiskers. <laughs> no. It's amazing. What it's all about is everything that you do in emails or social media um, or really advertising in general is you want to attract the mouse with the cheese, but you want to hide the fact that you're a cat. You want to hide your whiskers, right? Yeah. And so, therefore, I would, especially with social media, and depends which platform exactly, but I would make sure that you really just post invaluable stuff without showing your whiskers. Just post the cheese. Just keep giving value, value, value without actually asking for a sale or giving discounts or anything like that. Look, the reason I brought that example up is there are plenty of people who sell stuff and want to make sale offers. Yeah. Right. Now, for someone like you, it would be quite easy to say, put up a lead magnet that says, you know, free 25-page ebook. Uh, yeah. with every step on how to create a high-converting website. Sure, sure. Right? And that's high value, you know. Ten examples of mistakes that you could make. Like, you can do that kind of stuff, but some people just might not have the ability to do that. And my point was, the way you can approach it is instead of 
just slapping them in the face with with the item for sale, you're giving them something. You're giving them a coupon code that can be used anytime in the next six months on selected products. Mm-hmm. You're not asking them to buy anything. You're just asking them to go and grab the coupon code. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, understood. So yeah. it's still a free offer. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah and it's a, it's a, but yep. it's a free offer without saying, hey, I want you to buy this product for half price. Now, when you get them to the coupon code, there's no reason why you can't show them the specific products that they can use and you can then continue the converse, the sales conversation with them. I agree. And that could be on a thank you page and that, that thank you page should have a cookie so you can remarket to them. You know, another interesting one is um, uh, if you, a lot of people share other people's information, which is high value, right, which I think is, is great. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is not directly share it on Facebook, right? You put a teaser to it. The link is actually back to your website or your blog, and you share that information via your website, which allows you to cookie them for remarketing and things like that, but it gets them Mm. to your website. That's awesome. Hey, read this great article. I thought you'd be interested. Have a screenshot of the article. When they click through, it takes you to your site, and from your site, you refer it to the other person's site. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to copy that person's article because it's theirs, you know, but... You could, yeah, give your spin on it, you know, what you found interesting about it and beneficial and how you think your audience would benefit from it as well. But this, And this is where the importance of having a cohesive brand look across your social media is because if they then jump from Facebook to your site, you want that to be a really cohesive jump. Mm-hmm. You know, when they land on your site, it needs to look and feel the same as you look on your social media. I agree. Look, however... You don't look. I get a bit bored of the same looking post from from you know one particular brand. So that's why I'd recommend having a, a color palette in your brand and a style guide that utilizes different colors across your brand. So not just two colors. You might have three to five different colors, and then utilize all of those colors, especially as background colors, so that not everything is too on brand you want to mix it up a little i'm so with you there greg and i think you take it a step further it doesn't even need to be in your brand guidelines right yeah when you're talking about social media posting specifically find a range of complementary colors i mean adobe has an an iphone app where you can take a photo of something and it suggests color palettes that complement the colors that (laughs) it sees right seriously that's yeah yeah so but but i still stand by my fact that if somebody's jumping from your social media to your website it's got to be congruent yeah it's you the main brand essence needs to be yes right and so many people have a social media presence that does not reflect their brand well right because everyone just does it themselves everybody wants to do it themselves so they agree they do the best they can they use what they've got but they haven't really connected it yeah cool well my my killer tip if unless you've got more visual reference to to point to but uh, i would say you know just on that l really why not hire somebody even if you outsource this at, at a cheaper rate than you know a developed country give them a go because they're amazing these people at doing these type of things and yeah it'll it'll save your brand as, as opposed to posting nothing at least you can get a strategy going and, and have somebody implement it for you and listen you can find some really great young people who do this really really well or old people <laughs> well you can get both but I'm, i mean look a lot of people are going well i can't afford to pay uh, well-established marketing and social media consultant. Yeah. You know, there are digital natives out there that do an awesome job of this, right? And and I know this is one of the things that we often don't recommend people do, which is, you know, do it yourself. But I've seen instances where an actual design agency, right, or a designer has her 17-year-old daughter 
managing her social media and but her 17 year old daughter just understands how it all interacts because she grew up with it mm, yeah right? she's a digital native and it takes a lot less effort for her so i'm just saying think it out make it happen like like you say greg if you can't do it yourself pay someone if you don't want to pay someone go and do some some learning you know find the people who are good at this they will give this information for free because if it's successful for you like a lot of things you'll eventually have to pay somebody because you won't be able to keep up with it yeah absolutely you just reminded me of that movie chef you know i love that movie where his son is like this is a food truck that's going around you know, around the countryside or whatever. And, yeah, his son is posting stuff on social media to get the crowds to to their next stop. It's very powerful. Yeah, but young people, they know where it's at. They do, they do. So, look, there's options for you. I think the most important message we're trying to get across today is get it cohesive and put some thought in it. This is not your personal Facebook feed, you know. Don't just randomly put things up. Exactly. And make it cohesive, make it coherent, do it on a regular basis. You got it. If you don't have it, in business you're, you're losing you're leaving a lot of new leads and and prospects and sales on the table if you're not doing it absolutely greg mate that was an awesome one cool well hopefully and listener if you think it was awesome please leave us a uh, five-star review on itunes or leave a post at therealmagic.com yep we'll definitely we answer every comment we get so well we can't answer the ones on uh itunes, iTunes. but on the blog we do uh, listener, thank you for being with us today. Greg, I'll catch you, catch you on the next episode. Catch you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.